0: This is I am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. We're coming out of uh, 1 Corinthians one seventeen, King James Version. Uh, the context here is that Paul is addressing um, the church at Corinth. But in this church, um, there, there was a great passion for Christ, but the church lacked maturity. And one of the things they were dealing with was divisions within the church. Some were saying, I'm from Paul. Some were saying, I'm from Apollos. Some were saying, I'm from Peter. Some were saying, I'm from Christ. But Paul said, uh, did Paul die for you? Did Paul baptize you in the name of Paul? Amen. And sometimes with our churches, amen, we can find some divisions. Uh, It's just our human nature coming into play. Amen. But Paul was encouraging them. Amen. uh, That we are all one in Christ amen and uh, we are not to have any divisions in the church so it's not this pastor against this pastor or, or whatever amen we're all one in Christ so with that in mind amen let's jump into our scripture 1st Corinthians one seventeen. all right I am reading the King James Version and it reads for Christ sent me not to baptize and this is Paul speaking but to preach the gospel amen Hallelujah! He's not saying that baptism is bad, amen. He's saying his main focus was to preach the gospel, all right, not with wisdom of words, amen. So I know I'm guilty of it sometimes. We get a little too deep in in the, in the in the eloquence of the words that we use, amen. So he said it's not with the wisdom of words, amen. And at that at that time at Corinth, amen, they prioritized um, this worldly wisdom, this uh, philosophical wisdom, over Christ, all right. He says, less, so let me start again. So for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. All right. It's all about the cross. Amen. Next slide, please. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God, hallelujah, glory to God. Let me read that one more time, 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, the Corinthians, the Gentiles thought uh, worshiping a God that was crucified at the cross and died was foolishness, all right, they uh, thought this is crazy, we, we, we serve Athena, we, we, we serve uh, uh, Zeus, Uh, Why are we serving a God that dies, all right? They thought it was foolishness. It says, but Paul went on to say, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The cross, Paul here attributes it to containing the power of God. It was the power of God on display. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For the love of the world, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, that Jesus would die at the cross, that he would sacrifice his life for the sins of the world, amen, and that power there, amen, we is a very familiar word, dunamis, amen, miraculous power, might, strength, God was showing his miraculous power, his, his might, his strength at the cross when he died. Hallelujah, Christ died at the cross. hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I don't believe today, saints, um, that um, the cross is emphasized enough. It was the greatest day on earth, hallelujah, the day that Jesus died, the day that he, hallelujah, paid for all of our sins, amen. Now, everyone does not have their sins forgiven unless they accept Jesus, hallelujah, as their Lord and Savior, that they believe that he died for their sins that he rose for their justification, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. So with all that said, it was the cent- it's the center of history, the cross is at the center of history. So with that said, next slide please, hallelujah. Today, our message is, what is it about the cross? So what is it about the cross that makes it so important, that makes it so vital? Hallelujah. Not only to the Christian, but to the world at large. Hallelujah. The world has an opportunity. The unbelievers have an opportunity by way of the cross. Hallelujah. To have new relationship with God. Hallelujah. And we're going to look at it today. The cross. Hallelujah. That Which is symbolized by the last Letter of the Hebrew alphabet Tav, hallelujah, glory to God, that has in its primitive form is a cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The children of Israel, as they uh were encamped, amen, in the wilderness, hallelujah, when Balaam was trying to curse them, Amen. Their encampment was in the shape of a cross. What is it about the cross? And we're going to look at it today. Amen. Won't you join me? as I pray. Amen. Here we go. Father God, we thank you and praise you today because you've given us the opportunity, Lord God, to gather together, even virtually, Lord God, to hear a word about your son. But Father God, this task you've given me is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. I decrease that you might increase in me have your way with your people. Feed your people. Feed me today out of your word. And we won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, if you're in agreement with that prayer, just say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What is it about the cross? We'll look at it today. Amen. Here we go. Next slide, please. Amen. So let's look at a definition real quick. Amen. Cross. What does the cross mean in the Greek? This 1 this, uh, Corinthians uh, one eighteen is in the New Testament portion of the Bible. So when we look at the root word for uh, cross, it must be looked up in Greek. Amen. Because the New Testament portion of the Bible was written in Greek. And the word cross in Greek is a word storos. Amen. And it means an upright stake. That's its literal meaning pole or cross it is it was used as an instrument of capital punishment all right so Jesus was punished uh, a form of capital punishment at the cross amen so God allowed father God allowed Christ and Christ willingly allowed himself to, to endure capital punishment for the whole wide world somebody say hallelujah he suffered ca- capital punishment on our behalf. Doctrinally, amen, the cross means uh, it's concerning the saving power of the death on the cross endured by Christ. The cross represents unspeakable pain, humiliation, and suffering, and ironically is also the symbol of infinite love, amen. So at the cross, God demonstrated his love Through Christ's sacrifice, Christ demonstrated his love as the uh, God, the son, hallelujah, through his sacrifice, his suffering, his humiliation. So this is what the cross represents at the cross. Jesus won our salvation at the cross. Our salvation was won by Christ. You didn't save yourself. Keeping the Ten Commandments won't save you, amen, because none of us can do it perfectly. Only Christ did it perfectly, amen, hallelujah, and still died at the cross on our behalf, hallelujah. So at the cross, Christ won our salvation, which is free, but certainly not cheap. It's not cheap because God died at the cross. It's not cheap, amen, hallelujah. So this is the meaning of the cross hallelujah It was a place of capital punishment hallelujah it was a place of humiliation and suffering it was also a place of love that God demonstrated for us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross hallelujah somebody say hallelujah to that next slide please you know the cross brought about our peace Man was at enmity with God, and, and, and most of the world still is. The world is at war with God. They're angry at God. They don't understand God. They're separated from God. Now, uh, uh, Father God said to oh uh, God said to uh, Adam that in the day that you would eat of this tree that you would surely die." All right? A death did occur. Uh, in death scripturally means a separation, all right? So there's a separation between God and man hallelujah jesus came hallelujah to bring peace between god and man and to reconnect hallelujah he's the mediator between father god and mankind hallelujah this god man himself hallelujah He was both god and man amen hallelujah glory to god next slide please all right we're coming out of colossians 1 and 20 colossians 1 and 20 Now, the context here is Paul is explaining to the Colossians the supremacy of Christ, amen? His supremacy over earthly wisdom and philosophy, amen? His supremacy over everything that has to do with earth, amen? Hallelujah. So we're coming out of Colossians 1 and 20, amen? Let us read. It reads, and having made peace through the blood of his cross. Let's stop right there. Peace was made through the blood of his cross why we as christians have peace between us and god is because of the cross the blood that was shed at the cross hallelujah we take for granted that god is on our side god is on our side because of what jesus did at the cross hallelujah we should never take that for granted amen hallelujah we, we need a deeper understanding, hallelujah, of all that the cross accomplished, all that Jesus accomplished for us, I should say, at the cross. And one of the things he did is he made peace through the blood of his cross. Let me keep on reading. By him to reconcile all things unto himself or to reconnect us to God, that happened at the cross, hallelujah. We were reconnected as human beings, hallelujah, hallelujah with God at the cross. Now, we as human beings being the believing human beings, amen. Those who are unbelievers, hallelujah, must find their reconciliation through embracing Christ as their Lord and Savior. Let me go on and read. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, hallelujah. Glory to God. So it's at the cross that believing mankind, hallelujah, has peace with God. Christ accomplished that peace between mankind and God at the cross. We deserved, hallelujah, God's anger, his righteous indignation, but at the cross, Christ accomplished peace between God and believing mankind. And those of you who want to know God, we're going to give you an offer later, amen, hallelujah, but we do that through the person of Jesus Christ, amen, next slide, please, hallelujah, this peace that we uh, have now, that was accomplished by Christ at the cross, amen, hallelujah, hang on here, because this is a a tough Greek word here, it's Are oh, hallelujah, we'll leave it there, (laughs) hallelujah, and what it means is to make peace, accord, goodwill, friendship so this peace brought about an accord a goodwill between and a friendship between God and man and this was accomplished at the cross this peace also means to establish harmony to be a peacemaker Christ was our peacemaker at the cross hallelujah between us and father God that made way for the Holy Spirit amen uh, to have residence, to take residence in our lives once we make the vow to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. So now because of the cross, we have an accord, we have goodwill, we have a friendship with God. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Saints, do you know that the cross wipes away the Lord's ability to condemn us to death? The cross wipes away the law's ability to condemn us to death. We must remember in Romans it says the wages of sin is death. All right. The law exposes, reveals what sin is. And we as human beings, hallelujah. It also says in Romans all have sinned and fallen short of of the glory of God, hallelujah. So we all deserve, hallelujah, condemnation to death, amen. We all had a death sentence, hallelujah, before Christ died at the cross, hallelujah. Before we embraced Christ as our Lord and Savior, amen, we had a death sentence, hallelujah. We were in, in life separated from God, hallelujah, and the death sentence is being separated from God for all eternity. You know, that's basically what hell is, to be separated from God for all eternity. But you have no relationship, no connection with God for all eternity. And any life apart from God, hallelujah, is essentially hell. You wonder why this world is fallen. You wonder why we're going through all this. You wonder why we had two feet of snow drop yesterday. Hallelujah. We live in a fallen world. This is for us that are in New York in the Northeast. Amen. Hallelujah, those of us that are on the west coast of the south, God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All other parts of the world that doesn't have snowfall, God bless you. Amen. Glory to God. But the cross wipes away the law's ability to condemn us to death. Hallelujah. All of us law keepers out there, I'm messing with you a little bit, but when we attempt to keep the law, hallelujah, we fall short. If you break the law one time, you're guilty of them all according to James and James 1. Hallelujah. Amen. Next slide, please. Let's take a look. All right. We're coming out of Colossians. We're in the next chapter We're in Colossians 2 and 13. We're going to read a few uh, verses here. Amen. Uh, uh, the context here is Paul is teaching about the freedom from the law and new life in Christ. Now, let me stop here for a second. Uh, freedom from the Lord doesn't mean we just go out here and just sin all crazy. All right. We just go out here and live, live a reckless life and we just do what we want to do. Amen. Glory to God. When we are freed, we're freed uh, with the understanding that we should live responsibly. And the only way to live responsibly is say, Lord, I can't live this holy life on my own. Hallelujah. I need your Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ through me. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Or what the Spirit produces in the believer. Amen. The believer can't produce it in him or herself. It must be produced in us by the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's taking our hands off the wheel and allowing the Holy Spirit to drive this bus. Amen. All right. So Colossians 2, 13 through 15, King James Version reads, and this is Paul speaking In He said to the church at uh, 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 with the Colossians, uh, Colossae, he says, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh. So he's speaking to, those that were unbelievers at one time, hallelujah, the church at uh, Colossae, hallelujah, all of us were dead in our sins, all right, separated from God in our sins, and the uncircumcision, he's speaking to Gentiles here, so the uncircumcision just means that you weren't in covenant relationship with God, hallelujah, like the Jews were, hallelujah, the uncircumcision of your flesh, let me read on, hath he quickened or made alive together with him. Hallelujah. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Let's stop right here. We as believers have been forgiven all our trespasses. Every time we chose to go against God's moral law, we've been forgiven of it. I hope you understand this. I hope that you really grasp this that we have been forgiven of all our trespasses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And for those of you who are not believers, amen, this is the opportunity you have in Christ, a clean slate. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that slate continually gets cleaned by the cleansing of the blood of Jesus, which is continually applied to your life, according to uh, 1 John 1 and 7. Hallelujah which we're not dealing with today. Hallelujah. But I just wanted you to know that. Amen. Let me read on blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. So there was there must have been some handwriting of ordinances that was against mankind. And in particular, in this case, hallelujah, against us, non-Jews or Gentiles. All right, we're going to deal with this in a moment. Hallelujah. Let me read on. Which was contrary to us. So it's saying this handwriting of ordinances was contrary to us and took it out of the way. So Christ took it out of the way, this handwriting of ordinances that was against us, nailing it to his cross. Ha, my Bosanda. Hallelujah. Let me read on. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. What's going on here? Amen. Let's deal with it. Next slide, please. Let's look at these words. Amen. So, in the Greek, amen, it's not so much the word blotting, but it's the word out that we are looking at today. And that's a Greek word, ex alifo. All right. And it means. When he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances against us, he wiped it out. He erased it. He obliterated it, he being Christ. It was used for counseling obligations or entitlements. It's extending benefits or liabilities. So when Christ nailed the handwriting of ordinances at the cross, he blotted it out. Hallelujah. We're going we're to find out what this handwriting was in a second. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, he canceled the obligations or our entitlement to this handwriting of ordinances. All right. Let's look at the next word, handwriting. Hallelujah. It's hierographon. All right. In the Hebrew, I mean in the Greek, excuse me, in the Greek. And this handwriting in the Greek means metaphorically applied to the Mosaic law, which Men, which, me, which was chargeable to men with offenses for which they must pay the penalty, amen. There's some typographical errors in there, amen. But basically, hallelujah, this handwriting, as revealed in this definition, hallelujah, in the Greek, of this handwriting of ordinances was the Mosaic law, specifically the Ten Commandments, and um, largely, hallelujah, out of that, was the 614 laws that are rooted in the Ten Commandments. What is this saying here? That Jesus at the cross blotted out or obliterated the Mosaic law's ability to condemn us and thus in essence, amen, hallelujah, guarantee us separation from god or hell for all eternity somebody better say hallelujah on that let me look at this word ordinances amen in the greek this is a word that many of us have heard of dogma all right and it means law civil ceremonial or ecclesiastical it's a decree it's a decree or ordinance, or ordinance excuse me a law or order or a rule Jesus at the cross, we're talking about what is it about the cross, amen, hallelujah, and we're, we're looking at all that happened at the cross, what was accomplished. Jesus blotted out the law's ability to condemn us to death. We have life through Christ. God would not have any of us perish, but that we would have eternal life. Eternal life cannot be overturned. If it's not eternal, if, if, if eternal life can be overturned, it was never eternal. All right. Hallelujah. So Bible scholars, people, people of God, and those who are just kind of learning, the law is holy, is just and good. Let me get more specific. The Ten Commandments and the 614 laws that God gave to Moses for the children of Israel, they're holy, they're just, and they're good. But man does not have the ability to keep these holy and just and good laws. 24-7, hallelujah, 365 days a year. We don't have that ability. Only one man did, and his name is Jesus Christ. He came, he fulfilled the law, amen, according to uh, Matthew 5, uh, hallelujah, and 16, amen. Glory to God. And then he, hallelujah, glory to God, died for you and I. At the cross, somebody say Hallelujah, glory to God. Next slide, please. At the cross, Jesus took our shame. He took our shame. All right, Hallelujah, glory to God. We we as a fallen, uh, as fallen creatures had shame. Let's think about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah, they tried to cover up their sin or their shame with fig leaves, all right, which represent man's self-righteousness. And this is why Jesus cursed the fig tree uh, in the Gospels, hallelujah, because it represented the self-righteousness of man and more specifically the self-righteousness of the Jews at the time when Jesus walked the earth, amen, hallelujah. Our attempts to keep the law are self-righteousness our surrendering to the move of the Holy Spirit inside of us, the Spirit of Christ that lives inside of us, hallelujah, as believers, amen. If you're a non-believer, hallelujah, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to join the kingdom of God, hallelujah, at the end of the service, amen, and you will be filled with the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, amen. But getting back to our message, at the cross, Jesus took our shame. Anybody ever been ashamed of what you did? Have you ever been embarrassed about the sin that you committed? I have. I've been, I've been embarrassed many a time, hallelujah, about the sin that I have committed. But guess what? At the cross, Jesus took our shame so we could walk with our heads up high, not in our own pride, hallelujah, but having a, a, a love and appreciation for all that Christ did, at us, did for us at the cross. And in this case, he took our shame. Okay, let's look at it. Next slide, please. We kind of my, we're coming out of Hebrews 12 and 2. We don't know who the writer is of Hebrews. All right? The writer does not reveal himself in um in the scripture here. Amen. I'm not being um chauvinistic. Amen. But at this point in history, amen. Hallelujah. God used men to write out the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. I do have a Bible study lesson of how hallelujah uh men or women are representing in the name of God, but that's a Bible study lesson. We'll, we'll get to that at one point, hallelujah, when we get back to Bible study, amen. So we're coming out of Hebrews 12 and 2, King James Version, amen. The context of the scripture is uh, uh, the writer is revealing God's discipline and how it proves his love for, uh, for, for the Hebrews and ultimately all of mankind, amen. Amen. So let's take a look at this scripture. Hebrews 12 and 2 reads, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. So the author of our faith is Jesus. The finisher or the completer of our faith is Jesus or the maturer of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He knew the joy on the other side of the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But And because of this, hallelujah, he says, for who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, the shame of being on the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. This was capital punishment. Amen. And let me say this to you. Amen. It's not depicted, amen, in our pictures or the things, the images that we see, but Jesus was at the cross naked. He was hanging on the cross without any clothing. In front of everybody. Hallelujah. I am sure there was some shame that he felt, hallelujah, on our behalf, hallelujah, and embarrassment on his own behalf, hallelujah, being on the cross without clothing. Hallelujah. Now, obviously, no one wants to depict Christ that way with our uh, pictures or our images, amen, glory to God, because it would feel uncomfortable, hallelujah, and yes, I'm sure it was uncomfortable, but he was at the cross without clothing. Hallelujah, let me read again. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, hallelujah, glory to God. At the cross, Christ experienced shame and embarrassment and took our shame and embarrassment upon himself. Hallelujah. How did he do that? Hallelujah. We were supposed to be at the cross. We were supposed to die for our sins. He died for our sins instead. We should have been embarrassed and shameful for all that we have done. But praise be to God that Christ did it in our stead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let let me say this, hallelujah, and I've been guilty of this, so I'm not beating you up, amen. I'm included in this as well. I'm pointing to myself as well, amen, hallelujah. Every time we have embarrassed another individual because of their sin, whether, I do, whether I've done it over the pulpit, and I have, hallelujah, wrongly, hallelujah, or you've done it in your, in your dealings with other people, amen, hallelujah, we have disrespected the cross. It's not our job to shame people for God, hallelujah. Christ took the shame on our behalf, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for his grace, amen. Hallelujah. For those of us that have engaged in shaming people, Christ took our shame. Next slide, please. This word shame, hallelujah, in the uh, Greek is ahiskune. Uh, I got that one right. Hallelujah. Ahiskune, hallelujah. And it means hallelujah, glory to God. In the, uh, in the Greek, it means objectively ignom- ignominity. Hallelujah. I know my mother's out there correcting me. Hallelujah. God bless you. Love you. Hallelujah. Let me skip over that word. But that word means humiliation, disgrace, dishonor, discredit. Amen. Hallelujah. Visited on one by the wicked which ought to arise from guilt. Hallelujah. So in other words, hallelujah, Christ, hallelujah, experience humiliation, disgrace, and dishonor. At the cross, as he became the sin offering for us at the cross, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because at that moment, he was the sin offering. All of our sins were poured upon him at that cross. And at, for the first time, Father God had to separate himself from Christ, he had to turn his head away from Christ. He took our shame. We should have been up there. We should have been shamed, but thank God that Christ suffered on the cross, undressed in our place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's move on. Next slide, please. The cross brought about oneness and peace in Christ. Hallelujah. You know, there are many different ethnicities and cultural groups. There are different races and people of different skin hues and, and backgrounds. But in Christ, there's a oneness. There's a oneness. Although our obvious physical traits, our phenotypes... We can see with our eyes, but in Christ there's a oneness between us that no matter that I may look different from you and you may look different from me or you may have a different cultural background from me and I have a different cultural background from you, amen. We find a oneness in Christ. This is why we say brother or sister to one another, amen, because there's a oneness in Christ, amen. I'm going to demonstrate that in Scripture right now and it's the cross that brought this about amen next slide please and this is our last passage of scripture amen hallelujah as we are approaching the close of the message today amen we're coming out of ephesians 2 uh starting at verse 11 the um the context here is uh paul is explaining the oneness and the peace uh in christ uh for the jew and the gentile amen that um um that when Christ came, he yes, he came at, in the in human form as a Jew, and certainly he died for the Jews at the cross, but he also died for the sins of the whole world. Amen. And that um, the church is not just the Jews. The church is not just the Gentiles, but it's all of us from all our different backgrounds, in oneness in christ but let's read our scripture let's 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 see what's going on i'm reading for the new living translation as i read this ephesians uh chapter 2 starting at verse 11 amen so here we go and it reads don't forget that you gentiles used to be outsiders you were called uncircumcised heathens or you were out of covenant relationship uh with god you were called uncircumcised heathens by the jews who were proud of their circumcision or proud that they were in covenant relationship with God, even though it affected only their bodies. So here Paul is saying as a Jew himself, hallelujah, that it was only an outward sign, hallelujah, in your bodies, hallelujah, and not their hearts. So you he saying their hearts were uncircumcised or that their hearts weren't devoted to God. In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Next slide, please. Verse 14 reads, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He unified Jew and Gentile into one people when in his own body, when in his own body on the cross. He unified Jew and Gentile into one people in his own body on the cross. How did Jew and Gentile, hallelujah, become unified? Hallelujah, when Christ died at the cross so there's no jewish church and gentile church we are just the church hallelujah there's no black church and white church we're just the church there's no hallelujah uh, latino church hallelujah glory to god and middle eastern church we're just the church in christ and it was brought about at the cross hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm prophesying that the Living Waters Christian Center will be an international church. We will have people represented from all around the world. Hallelujah. That's the way it's supposed to be. Glory to God. So though I appear in my flesh as a black man, as an African-American, hallelujah, glory to God. I am your brother, hallelujah. I am your servant as a pastor, your servant leader, hallelujah, in Christ. That's what matters most, hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of how I look, hallelujah, glory to God. But what matters most, hallelujah, is what c- Christ accomplished for us at the cross by bringing us into oneness, hallelujah, Glory to God. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, amen, hallelujah. Sometimes we are paused by the differences we see in our brother and sister. If they don't look like us, if they don't come from the same culture as us, hallelujah. If they don't think like us, hallelujah, there should be unity in Christ. That's what he died to give us at the cross. Hallelujah. Let me read on. Hallelujah. He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Oh, my God. He did this by ending the system of law. He did this by ending the system of law. The law is holy, just, and good, but it was the first covenant. Now we live in the second covenant. Hallelujah. The covenant of grace. Hallelujah. Not to we, not grace just to go out here and sin. Hallelujah. But a grace that we might be freed and empowered to live for God. Hallelujah. So he did this by ending the system of law with his commandments and regulations. The system of law was ended at the cross. He made peace between Jew and Gentile by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. We are one people in Christ you want to end racism, you want to end hallelujah, all the atrocities that have happened and all the protests and all these things. Amen. It's about promoting the gospel and all that Christ accomplished at the cross because we find our oneness, we find our common ground, we find our connection in Christ and He accomplished it at the cross. Somebody say, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Me and my wife come from different cultures. Hallelujah. But we find oneness in Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord hallelujah i know myself i had an inferiority complex growing up hallelujah i didn't believe my country loved me amen because the way i looked amen but in christ hallelujah i'm no better and no worse than anybody else hallelujah and i can boldly love and be who christ made me hallelujah in any atmosphere hallelujah or any situation or scenario i find myself in and in those times when i do have an insecurity come up amen i cast my cares upon the lord i tell him and honest with them about what i'm experiencing hallelujah hallelujah the holy spirit has free course amen hallelujah and then i find the comfort amen and the security in christ's love for me which he demonstrated at the cross hallelujah and that could be about around anyone or any any place or any scenario hallelujah and feel comfortable because of christ amen Hallelujah. I'm not here to tell you Pastor Brown's perfect. I'm here to tell you that Jesus is perfect. I'm not here to tell you you're perfect. I'm telling you that Jesus is perfect and he accomplished our oneness and the solution to racism and bias and sexism and, and, and ageism and all the all isms at the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read on. Together as one body, we are the body of Christ. One body, one church. Hallelujah. Christ reconciled both groups or he brought together both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. We become one body no matter what our cultural background by what Christ accomplished at the cross, his death at the cross, and our hostility towards each other was put to death. Let's embrace that our hostilities, hallelujah, have been put to death between us and the Jews or between us and different cultural groups within the Gentiles, hallelujah, at the cross. This is why the gospel being spread is so vitally important because it is the answer to the world and the focus on what Christ accomplished at the cross impacts our modern world. Hallelujah. He is the common ground that we can have between different people. Amen? Yes, I know man falls short, and we, we, we're in the flesh. We're in the natural a lot. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But here Paul's encouraging the people at Ephesus to be in the spirit and understand what Christ accomplished at the cross. Hallelujah. Next and last slide. Paul says he brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him. Hallelujah. And peace to the Jews who were near. So no one had an advantage. We all needed Christ. All right. Hallelujah. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us and I'm going to add here at the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the, the cross has accomplished a peace between different people if we embrace it, if we allow ourselves to be led of the Holy Spirit, if we acknowledge our own insecurities, our own biases, our own prejudices, our own stereotypes, Hallelujah. No, we're under grace. Amen. We can be honest, and God's not going to beat us up. He will correct us. He will heal us. He will mature us, but He's not going to condemn us. He's not going to send us away. So we can be honest about our biases. All right. If you feel uncomfortable about people that look different from you or people who have different cultures from you, hallelujah. We can find solace and peace and oneness with them and reconciliation with other people. Because of what Christ accomplished at the cross. No one has to feel inferior, and certainly no one's superior, but we find that common ground at the cross. Amen. Glory to God. So just to review real quick before hallelujah, I end this message today. Amen. Hallelujah. What 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 is the cross all about? It's a place of uh Christ's humiliation, his embarrassment, hallelujah. It's a place that demonstrates his love for us, amen. Most importantly, Amen that it's a place where he took our shame. Hallelujah. It's a place, hallelujah, that brought peace to us between mankind and God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The cross is a place that wipes away the law's ability to condemn us. Hallelujah. Those of you that are saved, that, that are believers and believe that you're going to hell unless you uh, accomplish certain things through your walk. Hallelujah. That's not the word. Hallelujah. That's looking at the Bible through... Uh, old testament lenses amen you know in the old testament christ had not died at the cross yet hallelujah glory to god and all the old testament saints were destined for hell hallelujah glory to god it was a nice part of hell but it was hell hallelujah glory to god but it wasn't until christ died at the cross that the old testament saints hallelujah could now enter into paradise hallelujah And be with God forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the cross wipes away the law's ability to condemn us to death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The law is somewhere. uh, It's also considered the ministry of death. Hallelujah. The cross took our shame. At the cross, Christ Jesus took our shame. Amen. And finally, at the cross, it brought about oneness and peace in Christ. Amen. So the cross has uh, deep meaning for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a place of victory. It's a place of peace. It's a place where our shame was taken away. It's a place that now makes it possible for us to have unity, true unity between human beings. There's not different churches. There's one church and one body. Yes, I know there are different congregations. Amen. But in the spirit, we're all one and it's all Because the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, you're out there and you were impacted by this message today. You don't know Jesus. You've got insecurities and you have prejudices and you have biases. You've been ashamed of different things you've done in your life. You don't feel like there's a peace between you and God. I want to offer you an invitation today to join the family of God hallelujah, where your shame is taken away, where the hostility between you and God is taken away, where an opportunity for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit and the opportunity being for you now to operate in a oneness with others that have also embraced Christ as their Lord and Savior. If that's you, and this is not about joining the Living Waters Christian Center, it's about joining the family of God. If you are interested in that, Please say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, iniquities, and general imperfections. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead on the third day as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as full payment for my sins, all my imperfections, my shame. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. If you believe the words you just said, now say, amen. I want to welcome you to the family of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Please find a church home that preaches about Jesus and Jesus alone, that preaches about the cross. Amen. You are free to join us at the Living Waters Christian Center. Normally we're in person and we're at 15 Albany Avenue, Amityville, New York, 11701. Uh, Our services start at 10.45 a.m. now. We just had a recent change since the New Year. So we're starting at 10.45 a.m. where we worship from 10.45 a.m. up until 11.30 and then 11.30 we go into our word service. Amen. And we have our online viewers like today join us. Amen for that service. Amen. If you would like to continue to join us here online, we're here every week at 11.30 a.m. Hallelujah. As a... Uh, We share the Lord Jesus Christ. We unveil the Living Waters Christian Center's mission is to unveil the beauty of Christ through the preaching of the gospel of grace. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I need to make an appeal to all of you. Amen. We at the Living Waters Christian Center need your help. We need your help to continue to spread the gospel. Amen. We need your financial contributions to help us to finance the spreading of the gospel amen hallelujah to finance the church hallelujah being open and operating for the lights to be on for the for the uh, heat to be paid for hallelujah glory to god for us to be able to have resources to spread the gospel for this broadcast to go forth we need your help Now you can help us in three ways you can give your tithe your offerings your donations your investment in the church amen Hallelujah and Hallelujah, three ways, but really just two ways today. Huh? Amen. Because we're a virtual service. Amen. Way number one. Amen. Is you can give a tax deduct deductible donation. Amen. To lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. There you can make a tax deductible donation. Amen. On our church website, lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. It's on your screen right now. Hallelujah, and you will get an auto-generated email as a record of how much you gave today in your giving. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Way number two, amen, is you can mail in an offering to Living Waters Christian Center, PO Box 115, amneville New York, 11701. If you feel uncomfortable with digital transactions, amen, you can give a tax-deductible donation to... The Living Waters Christian Center by mail. Once again, that's Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amneyville, New York, 11701. Amen. Hallelujah. So now let me pray over your offerings. Amen. Hallelujah. And pray over you. Amen. As we're getting ready to close the service. Now, Father God, we thank you and praise you for the seed. Hallelujah. That those out there are sowing today, Lord God the donation, the investment, hallelujah, that that they're giving to the Living Waters Christian Center. We pray over it today. I pray over it, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that you bring about a 30-fold, a 60-fold, a 100-fold return as they give in honor of your son, Lord God, as you gave your son unto us, as you tithed, invested, or donated your son unto us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We, in return, invest, tithe, donate, offer, back unto you our finances, our resources for the spreading of the gospel. We thank you for the seed you gave us today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I want to encourage anybody out there just to give something. If it's a dollar, whatever it is, give unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those that sow sparingly shall reap sparingly. Those that sow bountifully shall reap bountifully. We must think of it as a farmer Hallelujah. Putting seed into the ground. Hallelujah. If he only puts a little seed, he gets a little harvest. If he puts in a big, a lot of seed, he gets a big harvest. Amen. So I want to see you. Most importantly, God wants to see you have a great harvest. It's the best investment in the world, greater than the stock market. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank you for the seed, Lord God. We thank you for these finances we sow today. We bless you. We praise you for their return. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to personally thank you for your donation, your investment, your offering, your tithe that you are making into the Living Waters Christian Center. It will help promote the gospel and someone will get saved because of your donation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Well, that is the end of our service today. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Uh, God loves you. We love you here at the Living Waters Christian Center. We anticipate being back in person next week. Amen when the roads will be clear and we'll be back to normal, amen. But we will also still be online, amen, and have that kind of simulcast going on next week. We'll have the the in-person, amen, and the online service going at the same time. So we love you. Enjoy your afternoon. Stay warm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Know that the cross has brought about so much for you, amen, and that God loves you so much. It's the ultimate demonstration of his love for you, amen. So be blessed. We'll see you next week either in person at 10.45 a.m. or online at 11.30 a.m. Be blessed. Amen. Enjoy your day. I love you. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.